boys, happy Wednesday. Hey, it's Wednesday. Hello. I, I actually had to look at the calendar as I said that. Just to play. We're late. Yeah, oh, that's okay. Late. That's okay. Is there any is there any coincidence uh, by the fact that we're late and Sandwich has an announcement? Does it have anything to do with anyone being late for no, anything? Absolutely no. not. No. No. That's there's no one make that joke. There's no one late for any reason. No one's right? late no. to the party. No, th- these are somber. Uh, this is somber news for those those of you who are listening to the show for a while. Know me and a certain someone are very close, and sadly, we're having to part ways. That's right, Larry. My car is being put down soon. Oh no! And... That's the announcement. Why uh, wasn't uh, I prepared emotionally for this? <laughs> uh, I, I'll be honest. I moved on very quickly. Uh, I am in the process of buying a new car already. His name will be Reggie. Reggie will be appearing to a podcast near you soon. Will Reggie be able to go to the Geek Stuff TNG uh, mailbox and and fetch? Uh, well, the, things the good that thing might about Reggie is Reggie show. was born in this gener- in this uh, century, so wow. he's a little he's a little bit newer than Larry was. Um, and I want to say Larry will always be in our hearts here at Geek Stuff TNG because he helped out this program a lot. More than some he other did. people in this uh, program. He didn't or he did? He did. I'm agreeing. Larry. Oh, yeah. Larry was a big part of this show. Well, maybe your so, cholesterol-filled heart, but not mine. So I'd like to name this episode, episode 590 of Geeks of TNG. Rest in peace to Larry. R.I.P. Larry. Uh, we don't have R.I.P. to. R.I.P. Larry. That's the working That's title right now. R.I.P. Larry. That's so, I mean, I don't know, Sandwich. There's so many people who are actually dying. Are we <laughs> mocking death by... <laughs> He's getting worried. Scared. You know, I had, uh, you know, and, and and I'm just going to bring this up also. Uh, you may remember a year ago, so Sandwich, you may not remember, but <laughs> Nick will remember me talking about Richard Hurd, who I had driven here on the island, he and his wife for several days. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And he's an actor. You you may know him from a, a million things, but he, he did a bunch of roles in Next Generation. He... Um, in V, which was the miniseries from the 80s um, about the alien invasion. He was like the leader of the aliens. Um, but a lot of people know him as Constan- Constanza's boss at the Yankees in Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he passed away yesterday Oh, at uh, 80, whatever he was. And they said it was complications of cancer. So I don't think it was related to the virus but i, I wanted so. to say he he told i drove i drove he and his wife for like a week um and he told every single day was new stories like about ho- hollywood and and uh, projects that he had worked on every he was great i was so looking forward um to seeing him this year and didn't for obvious reasons but yeah richard heard oh. yeah great guy so uh yeah, so uh, Richard Hurd passed away. Larry is um being put to sleep. He's going to the scrapyard in the sky. I guess we could call it that as well. It's a very somber um, note. That so we yeah, some somber notes today on the program. Yeah. For when are you getting the new car? What kind of car is it? When are you getting? Yeah. It's a 2009 Mercury Mariner. I've no clue. And I'm getting it Mercury next Mariner. It's like a, another truck. Oh, okay. And I'm getting it next Tuesday. Next Tuesday? Yes. Well, that's good. Yeah. Moving along. 
Yeah, good. We get right back on track. You know, I don't know that you guys. I'm going to pull away the curtain. I'm going to pull away the curtain here a little bit okay. and let you know. A lot of people don't know about Sandwich's humble beginnings with the program. Uh, before he was, be, before he was on air talent, uh, <laughs> he was um, at first he was part of the um, the Big Kev's Geek Stuff convention crew yes and then he was uh uh he worked his way up through the ranks and is now <laughs> the master i don't know that anyone knows this uh, because we don't pull away the curtain very often uh he's now the master of the geek stuff product archive yes so it's a very illustrious position i got a mug and uh very happy for where i am in the show you, you know folks you too can work your way up uh Whoever you are in the world, you know, don't don't be satisfied with where you are. Try to strive for greatness, like me, uh, master of the geek product archives. <laughs> and uh, you're and you're on air talent. So there you go, groupie to roadie to caretaker. Good, Will. Yeah, that about that about <laughs> sums it up. I would say though, he's he's he as, has he, as he picks his nose on screen. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. That's why I air quote that talent every time I say on air talent. So just so we're not confused. Uh, so uh, in any event, we probably should do a program consistent hey, news we, and information regarding we, uh, the happenings in geek culture. Indeed. But before we do this, though, so let's just quickly pimp out our Patreon, patreon.com slash geekstufftng. For just a buck, you can be part of our Discord service, which is a little chat uh, chat room just for kind of uh, all the people here at Geek Stuff. For $3, you get the show a day and a half early, which is usually Tuesday night. Today it'll be Wednesday night since uh, just I just got swamped with life work. happens. Yep, uh, and a sneak peek at the prep sheet for five dollars a month. You're gonna get the weekend bonus show, uh, which is usually sandwich, and sometimes I may make an appearance. Uh, you'll also get a vintage show of Big Kev's geek stuff, and like Will right now, you're able for ten dollars a month to be part of the live Instagram, uh, which is his chance of kind of really see us uh, why we make fun of. Uh, young sandwich right now for uh, as he as he shoots the guns right now at the camera. So lots of good stuff there over at Patreon. Hysterical slash geek stuff. TNG. You know, before we get started, guys, really quickly, did uh, did you guys watch the uh, the SpaceX um thing today? The the, the launch in the NASA no. broadcast. Oh my god! No, because was... there was none. Because <laughs> it didn't happen. This is true, but the launch special that they were pretty much running it felt like all day anyway. Uh, anyways, was really cool. It was real cool just kind of seeing how like they were setting up. There was like some history lesson videos. There were uh, deep dives and kind of how they were setting everything up for today. I got to be honest. I thought it was really freaking cool um, and how they kind of set it up like semi uh, break, you know, like live news stations kind of set up and they were able to do it while being able to social distance because you saw the way everyone was working with face masks and just trying to be careful. Same thing with the crews of the actual rocket. So um Really cool stuff, and and as a more and a secondary side note to it, uh, I do want to bring up uh, uh, something. I was going to save it towards the end, but I might as well mention it because it segues. Um, I got a chance to watch the new Snoopy in Space show over Ooh. on Apple TV Plus. Silly rabbit segues are for kids, and I got to tell you, it was ador- It's adorable. It's adorable. It has the it has the old look 
while still feeling like just like a little refreshed, maybe the same kind of tones in the voices, but it has a lot of those jokes while still having the lessons of like, you know, being able to teach kids something. Uh, in this case, it's NASA and, and the various aspects around it. Um, it was just a really good show. And I think it's really great for kids. It's great for adults to watch it with kids without having to watch something uh, ridiculous. Uh, the other thing I watched was the, uh, I can't remember, wait, I can't remember if it was this weekend. Anyway, it was the, uh, the Mythic Quest special. They, they shot the, the, everyone shot the uh, episode on their iPhones uh, while in quarantine. And um, they crushed it. I thought it was phenomenal. Uh, they did, it was about 25-ish minutes maybe. Um, compared to the uh, Parks and Recreation one, it beat the hell out of it. It was so much better, so much better context. It flowed so much better. Uh, forget the aspect. I'm, not, I'm just talking about the main storyline itself. Um, phenomenal. So now I really recommend, if, you, if you're interested in signing up for Apple or you're going to sign up for, you're going to buy a device and get the free service for a bit, uh, definitely worth checking out Mythic Quest, at least just for those two things. Which uh, stinks yeah. because, like, I would buy a device if I needed one. I just, everything's up to date. I mean, look, for five bucks, though, for just the shows that I've watched right now, it's worth it if you're able to binge it for a month, all the stuff that they have on there. Because there's a few more things I want to watch. Um, well, I'm, ex I'm excited to share yes. that uh, I, uh, last night at the stroke of 1201, uh, I was able to get HBO Max. Ooh, which is so funny. Yes. That's our first, that's our real first story of the day. Which I'm actually pirating from the person from whom I was pirating HBO Go from. Oh, that's just so lovely. yes. And let me tell you the breadth of of content that they have on there is impressive. Is it fifteen dollars a month impressive? No. But if you have HBO on a cable subscription, you get Max for free. So Ooh. it's good. Um, and, of course, I immediately watched, I think it's called, oh, shoot. Is it called Love Story or something like that? I can't remember. I think it's called Love Story. It's Anna Kendrick's new Max original series. I watched the first three episodes because that's all that were available. But I would have watched it forever. Hmm. Because I love that little hot bundle of talent that is Anna Kendrick. And she was really good in this show. So Awesome. Um, nice. But they have a million other things. I mean, besides the fact that they have South Park, Rick and Morty. Um, they have Friends, if you like that sort of thing. Uh, and they have an, a bunch of other uh, uh, originals and exclusive. Oh, Big Bang Theory. All of Big Bang Theory is yeah. on there. Um, these are things basically some of which they pulled directly away from Hulu uh, and some they, you know, they got from elsewhere and uh, different places. And they have uh, the movies, Nick, unbelievable. The, the span of movies goes from like, not even a lie, like the 30s until today. That's, I mean, it's wow. just a ton, a ton of movies up there. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and documentaries and everything else. So yeah, what about really, really, really fantastic. Really happy that I was uh, able to do that. And that Anna Kendrick show, I think, is really, really good. So uh, did you, you get notice? Chance to check that. Did you notice how far back the Looney Tunes uh, episodes or or movies went? Did you notice that? So I I didn't look. I didn't watch them because I couldn't tell. It looked to me like there were five cartoons up there, and that's it. And they were like. 
I didn't look at it to see if it was old ones that they had repackaged or mm-hmm. if it's new animation. Like I couldn't tell. And and I didn't honestly, I didn't look. And once you know, once I got it running and everything else, the first thing I did was spend an hour looking through the content to see what was on it. Yeah. Um uh, yeah, you know, versus like for example, uh um uh Doom Patrol is on there. Oh, not bad. But but Stargirl isn't. Hmm. Right, Star Girl is isn't that still on DC Universe? That's it's still on DC Universe, and I think it's supposed to be running on the CW. Also, yeah. I haven't seen it yet, and I and I thought for sure it would be on Max, but it isn't. Another example: all the non-Christian Bale Batman movies are on it. Okay, so Batman Returns, Batman, Batman Returns, Batman Forever, and Batman and Robin. I, those are all on there. But none of the Christian Bale Batmans are on there. I also thought there'd be more DC, like Warner Brothers DC animation on there. Mm-hmm. There's a few, a handful, but not really the amount that I was expecting or led to believe would be on there. So that was kind of, that was a little disappointing as yeah. well. Uh, yes, Will says it's on the CW the day after it's on DC. Yes, yes, that's true. That's Stargirl that he's talking about, okay. which is weird because it's like, why don't you just put it on Max and get rid of D? Do everyone knows DC. I mean, does anyone not know at this point that the DC service is just going to get absorbed into HBO Max at some point? I, I, I think, mean, that's I the think, prevailing rumor. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people who just don't really realize how they're all owned by the same company, they're yeah. the only ones who don't realize it. Yeah. Um, so there's uh, so uh, so so there was that uh, about the animation, a little disappointing. Um, and there were some other things that I expected to be on there that weren't on there. Uh, but there were some really nice surprises as well. Like for example, Errol Flynn's Robin Hood is on there. Hmm. Oh, nice! Which is one of my favorite movies, and it's on there, which is great. And then a bunch of other. Oh, I just recently I had a hankering to watch the uh, Harry Potter movies, right? And even though I own that giant box set that came out years ago with <laughs> yeah. the 35 discs in it or whatever the hell it was, or every format, everything, including digital, of course, my digital codes are somewhere deep in the archive, uh, along with the rest of my DVDs. And so I didn't have access to those codes. So I was like, eh, they're four bucks a pop to rent. So I rent, I watched them like one a day for whatever, seven days, whatever it was, a few breaks in between. The point is, I literally watched the last one the day before yesterday at four bucks a pop. And then HBO Max has all of them on it. <laughs> so that was obviously disappointing to my wallet. Um, but uh, overall, I, I think HBO Max, they've got some nice stuff. They don't have everything that I was led to believe that they would have, but they're still nice stuff. And if it, that Anna Kendrick original programming show, I think it's called Love Story, but I'm not sure entirely. Maybe one of you can look that up. Um, uh, I, I thought that show was really good. And if they have more original content like that, it's probably going to be worth getting. I still haven't pulled the trigger on Apple, though, because I haven't. Oh, although, is your story that... Um, Apple has secured the rights to rerun old Fraggle Rock and to make new ones as well. Well, you uh, you you jumped about four stories down, but yeah, we were going to oh. talk about Fraggle Rock. But yeah, well, why don't we just 
Why don't we smoothly, ham-handedly transition into that story? Well, because there's one aspect of HBO Max that we can consider talking about. Oh. Something that's going to be landing there, supposedly. Stop it. Supposedly. If you say it, if you say it, I literally, I will literally cut myself out of this broadcast. If you say the word Snyder, I will throw everything through the goddamn window. If I hear one more, have you seen any of the stuff that I've posted on Facebook? You realize we're we're in agreement of it, though, right? Are we in agreement that that giving twenty million dollars to Zack Snyder to finish this film, which, by the way, according to rumor, now means that they can do reshoots and shoot some scenes that weren't finished being shot. I, I could not be more beside myself uh, about this situation. What is the goddamn point? Well, the movie you saw wasn't Zack Snyder's. It was Joss Whedon's. Who cares? It still stunk. Is the story going to be vastly different? I doubt it. Is Ezra Miller still going to be the Flash and that block of wood, whatever his name is, still going to be um, uh, Cyborg? Then who cares about this movie? So here, twenty million dollars? Are you kidding no, me? No, 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 sir, sir, sir. Twenty-two, thirty million dollars. There's a range there. You're on the you're yeah. on the low end there. But well, that's I heard twenty. But if it's twenty to thirty, then you can up my outrage by ten percent. <laughs> so here's or by here's, ten million. Here's the other aspect of the whole situation. Here's what I'm thinking about it. So I think this represents a few different aspects right here. First of all, um, I, I think this almost kind of represents like a the part of the the, the geek culture that I, I I'm just not a fan of, which I feel like we've kind of we've touched on before in the past. Almost like a tox a toxic side of of uh, the culture, fandom of the culture. Um, the the way that they're they're demanding people to or companies to release something a very specific way uh and then they're being manipulated in the end because the, now they're playing this up they're they're making this big deal about it just so they can launch it on their hbo max oh. platform oh it gets and, worse uh, well we're not yes but i'm not going into I'm, I'm trying not to spend also the whole show on on this at the same time but well, y- yes i was gonna say let me just add that that the guy who i can't i think it's david goyer but i can't remember the guy that directed Suicide Squad mm-hmm. is now saying, well, he has his cut of the movie and <laughs> the he Goyer doesn't cut. need any reshoots and he doesn't need any money. It's ready to go. Why, why do these directors think that, oh, my version be- will be better. Trust me. It's going to be. How, because how, how because much- they're trying to rally up the fans. This is the same way in terms like the way you have like a mascot trying to like bring new energy to a crowd of fans in the stadium. This is the same kind of setup while using um social media as the platform. And you know, then then it becomes like word of mouth. Then you hear that there's a really great cut, then you're hearing this. And then I, I don't hold me to it, but I want to say like two years ago, year and a half maybe, Kevin Smith was like, Yeah, there's something. It's not much of anything, but it's something. N- I kind of he had to walk that back. Yeah, he after had, he said it. Yes, he did, but he said it though, and uh, it's just sandwich. A of, Let then me. Then it gets played up in a different way, and it's and it's a manipulative way 
uh, where I think that, again, this is just one of the aspects of the culture um, where I think there's a lot of problems that need to be addressed. I'm, I'm totally with you. Sandwich, let me give you an analogy. Let's say you're a painter, right? Uh -huh. And you're sitting down and you're going to paint a lovely daisy, right? So you're painting and you're painting. You're putting a lot of effort and work into painting this daisy, right? And there's a tragedy in your life, right? But you want the painting to be finished, but you can't. You need to step away from the painting. And the person who you're doing the painting for says, well, we're going to get somebody else to finish the painting. And there's a you, of course, say, okay. And this other person comes in and, and right over the top of your daisy paints a lily and says, here it is. Here's the painting of the daisy lily. You know, that's the analogy. The analogy is that uh, Snyder was making this movie, which I'm sorry, if Batman Superman, Batman v Superman, was any indication of the kind of movie he was going to make with Justice League? I'm sorry. I'm glad they got Joss Whedon in there because you couldn't. I mean, you could do worse. That guy did Avengers, and that was a pretty good flick. Mm -hmm. Just saying. Anyway, that aside, they have Snyder has a tragedy during the production of this movie. Yeah, a family tragedy. He steps away. They get Joss Whedon in, who basically rework basically reworks the script. Uh, and shoots basically a different movie and then puts it out. So, of course, because the movie sucked balls hard, and it did, it's terrible. <laughs> Everybody who is expecting Justice League to be the next Avengers because there's guys who just can't see the forest for the trees and think, well, it, well, I'm a DC fan, so fuck Marvel. Sure, their films are excellent, and the way they did it was extraordinary, and it was 10 years of brilliant films one after another, but fuck them, because I like DC. And they thought this was going to be the start of their, I mean, I don't know where they were for the four previous films, but they thought this was going to be the start of their great <laughs> DC universe. Um, uh, were disheartened and disappointed so much so that they started demanding the Snyder cut. The rumor of the Snyder cut of this movie started to circulate. And that's what started all of this. This happened easily three months after Justice League came out in the theaters. Yeah. How many years ago did that movie come out? Three? Four? Some. Yeah. Which means this nonsense has been blowing around about the Snyder cut and these these one-note morons who can't accept the fact that the movie just stunk, and with respect, the whole DC cinematic universe stinks. They can't accept that fact, so therefore they're grasping at anything that, oh no, you'll see, this is the way it should have been. Well, guess what? When this one comes out and sucks, what are they going to say then? Is, is my point. And why on earth... Warner would spend 20 to 30 million dollars on a movie they're not going to put into theaters that failed when it was in theaters because because Makes it's no fucking sense to me because they are investing so much in this new platform. Well, I mean, That's okay, I, I, I'm with you. I mean, there can't be another reason. Yeah, it has to be about that. Uh, let's move on because there's some other stuff. Let's hit a little bit of little bit of good news before we move on to the stream more streaming stuff. Uh, Disney World is getting set to reopen, folks. 
so that means that uh, the sandwich uh, uh, family will be able to go July 11th. And the Animal Kingdom will reopen on the 15th, which means that Sandwich will go and not tell us that he's going and will not check in with us for stuff that we may want. But, you know, that's okay. Uh, they, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want Sandwich to go. How about that? Because I, I, I think it's foolish of them to open up. Yes, I, that park. I, I think it's absolutely foolish of them to do that. Uh, I will agree with you there. I'm not going to argue uh, on a personal note. They're gonna. It's a lot of it's going to be bare bones, um, and there's also going to be Universal Studios. It is beginning its reopening phase. Uh, it's looking. It's hoping to kind of start to get the ball rolling. Uh, within the next week or so, uh, with Stupid. the yeah. with the plan of like testing some employees and, and having I don't want to call it bare bones service, uh, but they're going to kind of just roll instead of just opening everything all in one shot. They're going to kind of do like sure. a soft rollout almost. Uh, because what you else. want when you overpay drastically for an amusement park experience is what you want is the bare bones <laughs> exactly. And the possibility of and I'm quite again, like. sure they're not <laughs> going to reduce the price for the park, even though there'll be a reduction in services. There'll be an increase in wait times. Mm -hmm. There'll be an increase in lack of places for people to sit down and eat, for example. And they're they're although they're going to curtail the number of people in the park, that number still is going to exceed the reasonable accommodations that they need to make in order to keep everybody safe. I think anyone that goes to Disney, honestly, with respect before at least the end of the year is an idiot. I, I, like I said before, like I, I would be hesitant, on multiple levels. I would be hesitant just to go to any conventions at the same time, let alone. I don't care if you're talking Disney. I don't care if you're talking universal six flags, um, any of those things. So, uh, yeah. Uh, on a happy note, as Kev mentioned before. Oh, oh wait, slow down. Yes. Slow down. Because, I, because there's, there's more to say on that. And that is that that's happening in Florida because Florida is one of those stupid states that's just ignoring everything. You know, they're opening beaches. They're having pool parties and all these sorts of things. New York isn't doing that. It's happening. California isn't doing Disney, that. Disney World theme park, it says. Yeah, that's Florida. That's Florida. Okay. Disneyland is California. New York isn't doing that. California isn't doing that. And I really honestly don't think they're going to allow any type of huge indoor gathering until, but not before the end of the year, which means very likely, very likely celebration any day will be canceled mm -hmm. because that convention is in August. You know, that's like around the corner. That's around the corner. I can't imagine them not canceling that. Furthermore, I, I honestly think that uh, New York Comic Con will probably also be canceled. Yeah, especially I really have a feeling. Especially considering what the Javits Center was used for during all of this stuff. At the same time. Yeah, I mean, not even that. Just from the fact that, you know, that's 120,000 people. Who are, who, You've been in New York. You know, there are times on Saturday when you can't move three rows over without bumping into 3,000 people. Mm -hmm. There's no damn way they do it. Yeah. There's no way. I just can't see it happening. Anyway, those are the two big conventions that I follow. I really think they're not happening this year. And I question because Toy Fair is February. 
is it, is it February, right? I question whether Toy Fair is a viable option either at this point. So I, I don't know. I personally I, feel like anything. Um, I mean, the, obviously the pandemic kind of began January ish. Uh, honestly, anything for the rest of 2020. Who knows? I, 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 I'm I know. Considering I, I don't stuff, know. I'm considering stuff post September as well. So yeah, uh, there's that. But again, that's just opinion on that one. Um, on to the actual good news, like we said. Uh, Apple TV Plus. They've been doing a bunch of little six minute uh, quarantine shorts. Uh, with the Fraggles, and it's been fantastic. Uh, they are now going to order a full reboot of the yes. series. Uh, the original series, which premiered in, god damn, 1983, holy shit, um, is going to be coming back. doesn't say how many episodes uh, it will be, but I am they have the it. They have the rights to re-air all of those episodes. I am all for that. I would love to rewatch. I would love to see new episodes. Um, when it comes to the Fraggles, when it comes to the Muppets, uh, which is also going to be premiering, by the way, on Disney Plus, but we'll get to that in a minute. The, these yes. are these are properties that uh, I would I love to be able to see to come back, um, yeah, and, and to see another generation of of kids uh, getting into these properties. I think this is one it's of the things little, that should live on. It's a little confusing, though, to follow in terms of. Who owns what? Yes. And let me tell you why. Because Disney owns the Muppets, but I don't think they own all the Muppets. For example, I don't think Disney owns Fraggle Rock. I don't think Disney owns those characters. I know for sure, I'm reasonably sure, that Disney does not own the Sesame Street characters. So... I have a feeling that the Henson company is playing this really smart in a number of ways. One, because I don't, again, let's not call it own. Let's say Disney is currently holding the rights to. They're, they're leasing. Yeah. Muppet, certain Muppets characters. Um, I think the Henson company has the Fraggles. And I think Children's Television Workshop I think owns Sesame Street or is holding the rights to Sesame Street. And it's brilliant because Disney is going to put that new Muppet show on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. HBO Max already has Sesame Street. And now on top of Sesame Street, they also have another show called The Not Too Late Show with Elmo. Yeah. That just premiered. It's like a How Tonight Show with Elmo as the host. And Cookie Monster is I like the Ed up. McMahon. <laughs> it's good. I, I, I want to watch that. Where's he going? What was that? Where'd he go? I don't know. Okay. And then um, the, third, uh, the third string of this is Apple, who is now putting a new Fraggle show into production. So they're really kind of crossing the boards Muppet wise mm-hmm. and keeping Muppets kind of fresh and out there, which I think is really good for them. You know, so. and, and it's they're good properties for um, uh, like I've watched uh, Muppets it was the new Muppet Babies cartoon with my nephew and he was all about it. it it's and for me, it was just kind of cool watching him watch, like enjoy the property so much uh, when I loved watching those 80s Muppets and everything like that. So. 
You know, you don't have to say I watched it with my nephew. You know, no one's judging you here. No, no, no. I'm going to be transparent. I, I watched Fraggle Rock by myself, but with the Muppets, I watched it with my nephew. I wanted him to see. Uh, okay. I'm just saying. See, you, got, you don't have you got, to, you, gotta, you, you know. Listen, you got to. No teach one judges the, you here. You got to teach the kids right or else they're going to turn into a sandwich. I'm just saying. I'm um, judging Sandwich at the moment because he has stepped away from his microphone. Yeah. Um, moving. He's going to get a firm trashing when he gets back. Uh, moving along, it's uh, just to point out to folks, just a little side note to Disney+. Plus. They're going to fix one of their, uh, their F-ups right out of the gate that they had. They're going to be fixing the original aspect ratio uh, for the Simpsons. So if you recall, um, in what was it? Like maybe like the first... 18 or so seasons, um, they were in four by three aspect ratio. So like a little square box um, right. before it became 16 by nine aspect ratio, which is like, you know, the movie screen, like what most big screen TVs are now. Uh, I don't think it was start... 18 seasons. No, was it? Okay. I can't remember exactly. No. It was It was a good chunk. Let's say it was. It a, was a good chunk. It was yeah. a chunk. Let's just put it that way. But it also kind of uh, uh, ruined some of the jokes at the same time. And, and purists were not friends. I mean, I'll be honest. I wouldn't be able to watch it without. Th- like noticing every single second, like someone like you, you and I, um, it would drive us nuts. I don't know about the common, you know, the everyday person, but um, yeah, just, just, uh, I'm glad they're fixing this and they're kind of putting everything the way it was um, originally. So there you go. I, I didn't get a chance to check it out. Were they just stretching it to fill 16 by nine? They, they just simply stretch. Yeah. They, they stretched the frame. Oh, that's so terrible. It filled, so it just filled up. So they wouldn't have the black bars. Oh, that must've looked terrible. It, it well, if you look at some of the screenshots, yeah, it was absolute trash. Um, yeah, I didn't look at that it. That they had going on there. Um, moving along. So, <clears throat> uh, Rick and Morty. Um, you know, we haven't really talked about Holy crap. Holy crap. Another amazing episode this past Sunday. I wish I wish Sandwich was here so we could talk about it. So everything else was fantastic. It's been a week now. We can talk about... We can talk about the Vat of Acid episode. Did you watch it? Phenomenal. One of the best episodes. Unbelievable. Am I right? Phenomenal. It was Damn, so... Where is he? It was so deep at, uh, at so many levels. Uh, it made you kind of like, like you know, you kind of like gasped at the end because of the, the punchline, like that third, like I, the way everything I, I concluded. I was crying laughing when Rick is dressing him down at the end of that episode. When he's just... Dre- he is just... Tearing his heart up in front of him. I was crying laughing. It was hysterical and and so deeply sad at the same time. Yep. I was just, I, I, I can't, where, uh, oh man, I can't even. And I have to tell you, <laughs> uh, since, uh, since we talked about this last week, Justin Roiland does have another show. Yes. It's called Solar Opposites. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's about a bunch of aliens. They crash land on Earth. They're trying to live in human society. It's yeah. this whole thing. Yeah. I see the commercials for it. I liked it. I don't love it. Okay. I like it because it does have some of the same humor in it. Some of the same humor, but not a lot of the same humor. Okay. So I, I've watched two only so far. I like it, but I don't love it. <laughs> um, well, I'll, I'll say this about the vat of acid. Uh, if you've never watched Rick and Morty, you have, or you have no interest, at minimum, you have to do yourself a favor. At least read like a little Wikipedia recap of like for a few paragraphs of what the show's about and the characters, and watch this Vat of Acid episode. 
It is so damn right, good. Hold oh, that hold, thought. Oh, hold that thought. Okay. Where did you go? Did you not hear me say I need to take a phone call? No. No. I tried to say that, but I said it kind of quietly. I'm sorry. Is everything okay? If I had heard that, we would have put the show on pause. Yeah, I'm, it's fine. Are you sure? Yeah, no, I'm good. Do we need to take a break to discuss your phone call? No. Is Reggie dead too? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was work. Oh. Okay, no problem. Well, we know everything at your work is dead. That, that is yeah. very true. At least we hope. <laughs> Where are we on the prep sheet? I'm sorry. Uh, that's fine. We're, we're not. We're discussing did you watch this week's Rick and Morty and did you watch last week's Rick and Morty, the Vat of Acid episode? I have watched the Vat of Acid. I did not watch the newest episode. I'll be honest. I like the Vat of Acid. I didn't like it as much as other what? people might have. What? 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 It's I'm, Nick is in the middle of telling what? people to go go look at Wikipedia to find out what the show is about, and then if you never want to watch another episode of Rick and Morty, just watch the Vat of Acid. No, no, episode. Kev, Kev, I was gonna take it a step further. What I was gonna say besides that was, if you want to learn how to maybe write, you want to learn how to how to maybe produce, oh, how you oh, want, yeah. like you should learn how because. What's the an episode is 22, 23 minutes? Learn. There was so much stuff that was jam-packed into into this episode. Unreal. It felt so much longer uh, than what it was. It was absolutely brilliant the way it was put together. And this is something that should be used in classes as explanations on how you should put something together. It was goddamn near perfect. It was. And you it think was, it was I, just I, fucking okay, Sandwich? I'm allowed to have a different opinion. But I want to know. I'm saying you're not allowed. We just want to understand your opinion. Explain it to me because I'm so surprised to hear you say that. uh, Okay. Well, my reasoning is um, can can we talk about like plot stuff at this point? Yeah, it's a week out. Yeah, just so Margo is only a week on TV. I I don't know why, but (laughs) I I, I liked up to the beginning. I thought it was funny. You know, oh, it's about a bastard. The joke was like it's a pool or whatever. Mm hmm. I don't know why, but when Morty just suddenly got like the the respawn thing, the button, yeah, and then he had that whole like five minute segment of him having like a life, yeah, and then his father resetting it. I was like, I don't know why that wasn't very satisfying to me. I'm not saying it was definitely a great episode. I understand why people liked it. I just personally was like, I don't know why I didn't enjoy getting reset, and then Rick okay, being a dick, like, oh, it's a vat of acid. That not only, me. not only did he find a girlfriend. Yeah. But he had a whole relationship with her. Yeah. You don't know what that span of time is. I mean, it could be a couple of years. He had a whole relationship with her, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they went through that tragedy together. And he, you know, like with the plane crashing, which was unreal that that, like, they did that whole alive from, you know, basically from the movie Alive, yep. where they had to eat other people, the whole thing. And, all of this with no dialogue. This is just visual while a song is playing. Yeah. You see his whole life happen in this whole relationship with this girl. They go through all this tragedy and everything else. And she meets the parents. It's a whole thing. And then and then <laughs> and then his father <laughs> accidentally sits on the remote or sits on the button and resets it all back. And and when he goes to try to make it happen again. He screws it up and he falls on the button, meaning he's reset his start point to the moment she's spraying him with the mace in the eyes. Mm-hmm. 
Like, and he, he can't ever go back because he re, he sat on the thing and reset it so that his now his new respawn point is him getting sprayed in the ice. He's already screwed up the girl. It's unreal how wonderful that was. And let's not forget the fact that at the end, when he went to go jump into the vat that was sitting on the front lawn, she ran up to him. She ran up. And then she walked yeah. away. It's, it was unreal. It was un. It was so. It was. It was beautifully gut wrenching. Perfect. It was so perfect. And and I was saying this uh, while you were taking your phone call sandwich. My favorite part. I, I loved all of it. My favorite part, though, like any like 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 most of the episodes, is the moment when Rick reveals everything. Mm-hmm. And he's dressing Morty. Morty couldn't be in a worse place. He has had the love of his life. He had this amazing affair, which has all been erased. He's the only one. Well, Rick knows. But he, like, he knows, like, all of these things, all these amazing things have happened to him. And and he's been able to do all of these things. And when he's at his lowest point, Rick kicks him in the fucking mouth by showing him that... Not only, not only did none of these things happen the way that he thought, but it's even worse than that. That it, and it, they use an amazing reference called the Prestige. It's a movie with Hugh Jackman and um, Christian Bale. If you've never seen it, Sandwich, you've got to go see it. Great movie. Um, Great. Movie. It's amazing, and and it just turns out that uh, 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 that it's just. <laughs> that that Mortys get killed all through these parallel <laughs> universes, so that his Morty can have all of these things happen. It's brilliant. I'm sorry. I I really thought that was like that was that was an amazing episode. This week was really good too. Not good in the same way as that of acid. Uh, that would be tough. Man. It was that really of acid good. Was just what what was it? I think we we said last week it was like a. A nine, nine point, point six. yeah, it was like a nine point six on IMDb. It was damn near so, perfect. Go on, sandwich. I completely understand why everyone liked it and why it was great. <laughs> I don't know why, but it's like I'm going to Rick and Morty for like more gag jokes. I don't know why. I just, I, I I didn't. But in general, it's such a deep. It's very much a it, deep show. Like yeah, it, you can it you, you can enjoy it for like the like the fart jokes of sorts. But yeah. underneath it, it has so many layers of how it's so how layered philosophical yeah. it is. Yeah, no, it's like how do I how do I explain this? I don't know. It's definitely a great episode. I understand why. No, you it's are so totally great. entitled to your opinion. No, for sure. Yeah, yeah. just that you're not. You I just, didn't think it was any better than any of the episodes. Which as, that's as what surprised. That's what, and that's what. Yeah. That's that is why a little surprising. Out. Yeah, that's what yeah. is so surprising to be honest. But with you. I, I understand the appeal, and I understand why it was liked. It's just I didn't. Those emotions didn't click in my head like it did for everyone else. Okay. Okay, that's fair. And then I also said while you were on your phone call that I checked out Justin Roiland's other show. It's called Solar Opposites. I've wanted to watch that. Um, I watched two episodes. They were good. They weren't great. Uh-huh. I like it. I don't love it. I will watch the rest of them. Um, it has some of the same similar humor. Um, not the same, but similar humor. And I, you know, I like it. I just don't love it. It's no Rick and Morty, that's for certain. Mm-hmm. But uh, good for him for doing another project. I don't care what project he does. If they don't get on a regular tick 
with Rick and Morty. I'm going to go insane because this week coming up is the last episode again for no one knows how long. Yeah, so so this was interesting. I want to talk about this, to continue with Rick and Morty. Uh, Royland says that uh, in an interview, he says, Oh, well, yes, I've, I know this. I've been, saying, I've been saying we should drop an episode each month and just make yeah. it a big even. I like the idea of thinking outside the box with how a show is delivered to the masses. If you do yeah. if you do one a month, the show is alive for a whole year, and you're still buying us all the time we need to make them as good as they need to be. I'm not saying that, that that's ever going to happen, but I have brought it up in the past. That just goes to the point that I have no idea what the plan is for season five. I'm sure whatever it will be will be the right decision. And I got to be honest, if we got one episode a month, let's, uh, you know, I'm saying this for argument's sake. We know it was the first of the month or the 15th of the month, just for argument's sake. I would love that. I would be so on board for that kind of uh, uh, layout. I'm with you. I'm with you. I just think one a month is 12 episodes. And I know we've only been getting like 10, but what I want is more Rick and Morty. If they did two a month or if they did one, one month, then two another month, then one the next month, then two the next month. I would be, I would appreciate that more because that would give us what twelve and that would give us eighteen, mm-hmm. which is not twenty four, and it's slightly more than they're doing now. And I, I would be really happy if they were on that kind of schedule. That said, if they went to a monthly schedule and we were getting it regular, like you said, and we knew we were going to get it on the first or on the fifteenth or whatever. I'd be totally down with if we got a, if we got a vat of acid the first of every single month and that was it <laughs> I'd be thrilled I'll, yeah, I, I, I'm, I will you're not wrong can I'll I be see. the guy who goes against that one more time sure go no go ahead sure I don't know why but I kind of enjoy the idea of like a season finale there's a break and then we come back so there's like a build so I, I I would love a year round Rick and Morty but if you know an episode comes out in December and then another episode comes out in January it's like there's no like break. I feel like, and I don't know why. I feel like breaks are kind of important to a show. You know what? Here. That's an excellent point. If they were doing it in such a way as they were leaving it on a cliff, like they did that one season between season three, two and, three. and four, or two and three. I can't. I think it was two and three, right? They had that I cliffhanger where Rick gets it's where arrested. they came back and Rick like destroyed the government or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, wasn't he arrested at the end of? Season yeah, he went two, to like jail. He went to jail and, and then they came back to find out what sauce. happened. Yeah, I'm. I, yeah, you know what? You make a really excellent point, sandwich. That's a really excellent point because that is a that is a standard TV format. I think what Justin Roiland is responding to is the fact that they just can't turn them out as fast as as we want them, which I think is an excellent point, also. But yeah, no, that's a solid argument. If they were running it like that, yes. But don't forget, there was no cliffhanger at the end of season three. Three just ended, and it was like, well, well, there's we'll the, probably make more was, of these. Was that was point. that was that Beth? Was that the Beth? Uh, I don't remember the, the. I don't remember what the end of season three was. I just know it wasn't a cliffhanger. The only cliffhanger was season two. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think Rick and Morty is going to be a show that, like, in the far flung future, when you look at like geek culture, it's going to have a pillar there. You know, Rick and Morty will have influenced geek culture to some degree, and I don't I think hope. it's a. I don't think it's a good idea to go essentially year round with it, because I feel like then it almost loses the luster. I feel like part of the joy of Rick and Morty is that you have to wait a whole fucking year for it, because it's like, oh, when's the new Rick and Morty? And then they drop like, hey, 
next month, New York and Mario. It's like, holy shit. But you know what I but you know what I don't want? If I can if I can drop this in the middle there, I don't <laughs> want another Ren and Stimpy. Hmm. I don't want another Ren and Stimpy where we had a couple of seasons of what is truly classic Ren and Stimpy, and then yeah. it went away because they couldn't they couldn't keep performing, if you will. And then uh-huh. it came back and it was terrible. That's one example. I don't want another, with all due respect, in a different way. I don't want another Chappelle show. Yeah. Because Chappelle show was genius. And you know what? Chappelle just got burnt out and said, I'm walking away from the biggest money deal, one of the biggest money deals in TV history. And he walked yeah. away. And I don't want that to happen to Justin Roiland either or, or this program. I don't want to, I, I don't want to be talking about the what, what could have been 30 great episodes of Rick and Morty that exist and there are no more of them because you know they got burnt out or whatever. I don't I don't want that either. That's I think that and I think that's why I like the the one year aspect. It's something or one a month I should say. It's something different. Uh they feel like they'd be they he sounds very confident that they'll be able to pull it off with no problem. Um and uh you know, again, it may be able to kind of keep the creative juices going where they're kind of continuing with the the streak that they're on right now. But, right. Uh, yeah, we'll just kind of have to wait and see what happens. Big Kev, we are super late, and we have at least one more story that we have to hit. So, uh, All right, so let's take break? a break. With that, uh, Mr. Mayhem and the present sandwich, uh, <laughs> we will take our first and only break on this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 590, R.I.P. Larry. Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote-activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. Bitch, what you don't know about me, I can just about squeeze in the grand fucking can. Hey, this is Kevin Smith, Big Kev's love slave. Did you know I always wanted to be a dancer in Vegas? Then you're listening to Big Kev's geek stuff. What do you look so shocked for, man? Fat bastard does this all the time. He thinks just because he don't say anything, it'll have some huge impact when he does open his fucking mouth. Chris, why don't you shut up? Live from Studio M, the sandwich shop in Big Kev Huna Studios, it's Geek Stuff TNG. You just heard a lovely little sponsor from my friends over at Build X-Wing. Build X-Wing, home to the one and only 118 scale X-Wing, which is perfect for your three and three quarter figures. It's a great piece of collector guys and diorama guys and people who just like things in scale. It's fully detailed and fully realized. It comes with many fabulous features like places for the bombs to go. The ship has working lights. R2-D2 goes boop, bop, and beep, of course. And the X-File opens into attack position. We here at Keys of TNG always highlight the Deluxe Edition, which comes with working landing lights, static figures, little people movers, and a static Luke Skywalker for the cockpit. You also receive many fabulous magazine guides, which gives you interesting source material and background stuff, and a fabulous little binder to bind those beautiful magazines together to display on your shelf or anywhere else in your lovely little abode. So, time to hop into my little spot, stolen from Big Kev himself, where... 
post Karina, not Karina, Corona. Think of my girlfriend. Wow. <laughs> wow. Does she no. listen to this show? Because I feel yeah. a panicky phone call coming after this program. We're going to have to fix that after. Uh, so post not my girlfriend, post the coronavirus. Um, you're going to go to a convention with your friends and uh, stop. Come on. You're going to go to a convention with your friends and you're going to see a beautiful X-Wing displayed somewhere and you're going to say, I really would like to have that in my home. You know, it's a beautiful X-Wing. It's a great piece. Monty, it's not that funny. Please stop laughing. Hey, Monty. Hey, Monty. Yeah. Monty, his online name is Fat Dumbledore. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to go to convention with your friends and see a beautiful little X-Wing. You're going to want to buy it. You're going to talk to the guy. Hey, bud, how much is the X-Wing? He's going to say it runs for this much. You're going to say, wow, that's a lot. What Build X-Wing does is it gives you an affordable option to get that X-Wing in your home. If you want to reach them, you can call them at 877-544-6779 or reach them at buildxwing.com. God damn it. <laughs> I don't know if that was the best read ever or the worst read ever. <sighs> I went I went slow to like not speed. I was like trying to and then she I, I saw I saw you catching yourself a few times. You're you're doing well. We'll talk about it. And, and we'll then she texted it. me right when I was doing the, the bit. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw her name go across like, oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. My chest hurts right now so badly. <laughs> With that said, folks, we have uh, some lovely little product that we're going to. Uh, that's fantastic. <laughs> yes. Just, let, let's just let's just just acknowledge the moment about how glorious that was. God damn. Okay. Love you, Karina. <laughs> Do you have product? Did you make it over to Montclair? I did not. I, I got oh. home 20 minutes from, from uh, going to the car kennel to get Larry. Right, well, Larry oh, get we got some product down. for next week, so that's okay. <clears throat> but we do. Are you have... allowed to trade? Are you allowed to trade Larry in towards the purchase of this new vehicle? Oh, for what? Like a sandwich or something? Like no pun intended. No, usually they give you a couple of bucks. Nah, you Larry's can roll getting... it in there. Larry's getting scrapped to go towards Veggie. Well, that's good. Okay, there you go. Um, so there is a Kickstarter yes. that we that we have oh, to talk yeah. about that just launched. Uh, Amazo Toys, the same uh, uh, folks behind uh, Space Force yes. action figure set that we talked about last month, I believe it was. Now at this point, we've been talking about it for a while. Yeah, we have. Uh, but now Amazo Toys is out with uh, American Heroes. One eighteenth scale action figure collection featuring the U.S. presidents. So uh, we get these uh, each four inch American hero action figures. Uh, it has fourteen points of articulation and interchangeable heads and accessories. So yes. right off the bat, here's what you have to offer. You ha can you have as options of Franklin D. Roosevelt, John F. Kennedy, or Secret Service Dale. For the second set, you have wait what? <laughs> right, so no, no. So let's let's talk about what this is. So basically, it's kind of a it's kind of an appropriately suited three and three quarter figure. So mm -hmm. it's just like a dude in a suit. And what they do, which is brilliant, is you get a number of different heads that will will that you can put on that body. Mm -hmm. So you get an FDR head. What was the second one? Uh, John F. Kennedy. John F. Kennedy head and or Secret, Secret Service, Service Dale. Dale, which is just sort of a generic 
guy in sunglasses yeah. looking head. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the second set, you get uh, George H.W. Bush, Ronald Reagan, and Secret Service Bob. Right. For the so th- Dale and Bob, we should say Dale and Bob are different heads. Yes. For sure, yeah. Different colors and yeah. everything, too. Um, for the third one, you get George W. Bush, W., uh, Richard Nixon, and Secret Service Henry. Right. Ooh. And you also have uh, General Wilson, Dwight D. Eisenhower, and right. General Nicholson. Now, so those, so that one is, that's a military uniform. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's a straight-up sort of general's military green dress uniform. So well, so what's the big deal about these? Well, one, they're really kitschy in the sense that you don't have action figures generally of presidents. In fact, before Barack Obama, I can't really remember an action figure, a president getting really an action figure. I mean, there was some, there was a company we used to feature on Big Kev's Geek Stuff called Accoutrements that uh-huh. used to do um, action, like, in my opinion, possibly the best collection of bizarre action figures of all time, like the um, the crazy cat lady and Houdini, and I think they had um, Ben Franklin, and they had a number of these sort of really bizarre sort of action figures, and they were amazing. They were a bit taller though; they were like six inch ish. Um, and and Houdini, I think, is is one of the best action figures ever made, in my opinion, just from a packaging and presentation standpoint. That aside, this is really for people who, like, maybe have a f- favorite president, I guess. But really, I think this is more for customizers. This is a customizer's dream in many ways. For one, it's a number of different heads that you can use for different purposes. But two, it's also... Straight up, three and three quarter, one eighteenth scale, just suited straight up bodies, and you can make them spies, or you can, you know, it, in the case of the general, you know, guys that collect stuff like GI Joe and stuff like that, you mm-hmm. know, generally speaking, there aren't any sort of regular sort of general army guys. Um, so this is an opportunity to have some of those in your collection for diorama purposes or display purposes and, and so on and so forth. I think it's brilliant in the same way I thought that Space Force was brilliant because Space Force is kind of doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and also to add on, I also think that like I have friends who are very, very big into politics. Uh, I, think right. it's, th- I think this can also just work as a unique gift for somebody. If it's a holiday Total, gift, 100%. If it's a birthday gift, or, or just a surprise kind of thing. Uh, Did you go down and look at the stretch goals? So I was actually just yeah. about to get into the stretch goals. Yeah. So I'm I'm not gonna I'm gonna just kind of touch on I'll jump all around. So we have uh you can get a Secret Service agent, you can get Mark Twain, you can get Jimmy Carter, uh, Lyndon B. Johnson, uh, C- Secret Service Michael, Abraham Lincoln. My favorite one, easily. Easily, because I don't care what side of the aisle you sit on. It's not, you, you shouldn't be able to make it a big deal. Uh, Uncle Sam, with the uh, with your and you're able to change the head to the Freedom Eagle, Freedom oh, the Eagle. You're able to the change the head on. Yes, sir. You don't want Mark Twain to become the Colonel. You know what? I'll be honest. with oh, you. Oh, that's another one. That one's amazing. Not saying that there's anything wrong with it. I'm just saying if I had my pick of the litter, my 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 one choice, Uncle Sam. I think that'd be the one I might go with personally. <laughs> 
Yeah, what 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 Sandwich is talking about there is one of the stretch goal figures is is Mark Twain, but he's in the full. I think I'm right in saying this. He's in the full white suit, right? Yeah, uh, with yeah. just the slim black sort of uh, Southern, string tie, uh, yeah. right? And the alternate head is referred to as the Colonel. Now, use your sense memory to remember a character in popular culture who is known as the Colonel who has a white suit with a black string tie. Yeah. Uh, and you might understand why that is also an, uh, you know, a, a, another awesome, an awesome idea and a great figure. Again, there are a million uses, you know, there are guys that do, um, we've mentioned them on this program. Also the, the dime store legends, which is, um, uh, you know, uh, sort of old West, um, uh, three and three quarter figures, they have a big following as well. Mm-hmm. A body like that can go a long ways in that kind of thing as well. This is, again, I think that you can take them as they are. You know, you can take the JFK figure as it is, or you can use the parts if you're a customizer or if you like to swap things around and you can make other figures. That's one of the real great things about these lines, about Space Force and about the. American Heroes line or whatever it's called. It's that is what is so great about these, in my opinion, so great about these kinds of small run Kickstarter um, sort of uh, 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 projects. Mm -hmm. And yeah, of course, we're back in this one 100 percent because, you know, why wouldn't we? It's 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 an amazing, amazing idea. It's got millions of possibilities and Mm -hmm. you should definitely check it out. So uh, we're recording this uh, Wednesday night, May 27th. As of right now, there are 38 days to go on this. Uh, and it's almost reached a third of its goal. Uh, the goal is $60,000. Uh, it's at $18,424. So it's, it's almost at a third. Uh, and the pledges uh, range, it dip, you know, because you, you can get just one figure. You can go for the whole damn set. So oh, yeah. uh, you're, you're talking um, at least $25 just to kind of get out the door, uh, all the way up to $440 or more, uh, which has the base set of 20 action figures. Um, yeah, you're basically getting everything. Yeah, right. you're getting a whole hell of a lot there. Um, and also it's worth pointing out that uh, the folks behind uh, Amazo Toys, Chris, great guy. Right. Great guy. Absolutely. So uh, absolutely worth checking out there either for yourself or someone uh, that you know is into politics uh, for sure. Now, wonderful, uh, Mr. Sandwich, you have something yes. that uh, you told me about before the show um, about Magic the Gathering. I haven't looked at it yet. I'm waiting for you to kind of uh, uh, get me into this. But tell me about this Magic the Gathering set that you oh, think is pretty unique. I, I know we don't talk about Magic on the show basically ever because, you know, it's not really – Relevant to geek culture, it's no, relevant it's to a certain amount of people. It's no, relevant. it's relevant. No, it's, re- it's relevant. Well, I mean, we like, it. it's not as exciting as other things are. You know, there's no flash, there's no pizzazz. But recently, Magic the Gathering has come out with a set, and the theme was monsters. So somehow, so I, I don't should know. How, o- I should open this text now. Yes, uh, this is. Oh. I, I only sent you some of them. Oh, I think it's pretty interesting. Uh, they did a bunch of Godzilla-themed uh, magic cards, full art. Uh, very beautiful. I don't know how well they translate to the uh, the camera looks here, adorable. but yeah, I got some cards here. Um, 
They're really nice. They're a full art on the card, so there's no border, so it looks beautiful. I got Japanese ones because I felt it fit with the aesthetic okay. of the monster cards very well. Does it does it have like the ones that are full art, do they have the whatever the monster does on there anywhere? Yeah. Yes. So at the in this text they'll have like what the normal monster did, but right. you know, it's a full like this is Mothra. Essentially, this is Mothra, but there's a card that's not Mothra that does stuff. right. So I think it's really interesting. Magic has been doing this a lot lately, hmm. uh, where they're trying to go out of the box with art, and they're trying to do fancy things. I want to highlight a card that was pretty controversial, actually. I don't know if, if it was in the thing, Monty. Uh, one of them okay. was Godzilla, and they had to uh, cut some of the production on this. The name is Space Godzilla Death Corona. Oh. So... Ooh. So the problem is Ouch. they had already printed a bunch of these. Yeah. Did you but get one? I did. I got keep two it, Japanese ones. How much keep did those it go for out of curiosity? Keep it in a sleeve. Oh, I saw some of them going for eighteen dollars. Oh. That's unfortunate. But I thought you were talking about enough for this new car of yours. No, 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 no. But like, you know, it's a very limited uh, product, you know, they're not going to make. They only print magic cards for a certain period of time, and then yeah, they yeah. put one on eBay sandwich for a thousand dollars and see if someone <laughs> buys it. <laughs> uh, not terrible. I mean, idea. I'm just. I think, you know, I play magic a lot. I think I've said that on the show before. I'm a avid magic uh, Almost player. Too much. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I I think um I think it's good to kind of meld geek culture a little bit yeah. and like. You know, like this is magic and this is Godzilla. You know, people like it. I think it's a great collector's piece because it's beautiful art, honestly. You know, having you know having it in person, yeah. it looks gorgeous. You know, Mothra looks amazing. Godzilla Junior looks fucking cute <laughs> as shit. <laughs> um, you know, if you're a Godzilla fan, maybe this is something you look into. You know, I, I'll, just, say, uh, I'll say this much for sure. Uh, first of all, I'm really glad that you you pointed this out to me. Uh, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I appreciate Godzilla, but I'm not, uh, uh, crazy into him, but I, I think these are yeah. fantastic cards. Uh, and I've had the discussion with folks before that if there was ever like a, a an art exhibit in a post Corona world, um, of just in general, the magic the gathering artwork, I would love to check it out. Would oh, love yeah. to check it out. I, I really think that their artwork for, by the general public really isn't appreciated enough. Because it, it, I think it's it's outstanding, and honestly, these cards here um, are pretty impressive, right here. I, I mean, I think these are. So, I don't know what a Godzilla fan would think, uh, yeah. or or I know I would assume, and again, total assumption, purist uh, Magic the Gathering for, uh, uh, fans would probably not like it. Um, <laughs> but for something like a little bit different, or or to kind of like a little niche gift for somebody, I think this is fine. Uh, you know, Magic's been doing a lot of fancy stuff. They're also doing a bunch of cards in the style of like old sailor tattoos. Jer uh, sailor Jerry. Yeah, mm -hmm. like a bunch of different those kind of like style. So, you know, I I'm an art appreciator as much as I am a you know appreciative of other things. I, I appreciate nice things. I think it's because I grew up in a house of only like women. Mm -hmm. So I think I I grew up to appreciate pretty things more than I feel like the average man might. Yeah. Fun fact: but My next tattoo is going to be a Sailor Jerry tattoo. Oh, nice. Yes. Um, you know, if you don't appreciate magic, you might be able to appreciate the art. So, you know, look into it. It's yeah. a little nice little collector's thing. See how I was going to make a joke there, Nick, about your tattoo, but then you said not to talk about that topic on the show, so I didn't. I'm proud of you. So proud Just of you. Just saying. My Good job. 
Uh, one last thing I want to just hit on uh, real quickly. Uh, that's worth mentioning. Uh, while, and also while we're talking about... Uh, uh, what was the name games. of that set, Sandwich? Or is it two sets or is it one it's set? It's Ikoria Lair of Monsters. Ikoria Lair of Monsters. Yes. And what about the Sailor ones? Is that part of the same set? That is part of a thing they're doing called Secret Lairs, where they're one-day-only drops uh, for these cards. So you can only purchase them for one day directly from Watsi, Wizard of the Coast. Oh. And they will send it to your Watsi? Yes. I've never heard it referred to as Watsi. That's interesting. Well, W-O-T-C. And you, and you can only, so in other words, you can't go off to Retailer X and purchase them. You can only get them. Nope. From you, you buy them directly from Wizards of the Coast. And how many can you, is it like cards or packs? Cards. You're buying specific cards. There's a limit to how many you could buy, but you're buying direct from the store. Uh, this, so this is also caused an issue where some people were they're saying they're cutting out the store. And you're still selling direct to you. Direct. So well, people are saying, you know, I bet Retailer X is screaming that very thing, probably right as we're taping this program. This has been a thing they've been doing for a couple of weeks now, and they're kind of cutting out the middleman. The middleman being the stores, which is a damn shame because you know, in a day and age where you know there's not many comic stores or game stores around, it's you know, if they did like one card a the, month. I don't think that would be bad. They. You know, in the beginning it was like that, but they've started just like pumping these out constantly. Like there's wow. a summer stupid drop where they're putting out like five sets of these. This do summer. they tend and to do those ones that they release that way? Do they tend to see a value increase fairly quickly? Uh they they do ha because you know they only print they print them to or so if two thousand people order them, they only print two thousand. They don't print extras, and they're never going to oh, print see. them again. So, right. you know, it might not be an immediate like price jump, but these are valuable things that you're getting right from the ship from the company, which right. I think is just horrible. But I, I could go on about that for a little <laughs> bit, but I don't want to cut off Monty. No, so, no, no, Monty, no, what do you okay. got? That's OK. Uh, so uh, while under quarantine, there was one book that I read that I would like to just just hit on really quickly during the show. Yes. Um, it is called Of Dice and Men, the story of Dungeons and Dragons and the people who play it. So uh, I will say this much. This is one of the greatest titles ever for one of these kind of books uh, uh -huh. in general. Uh, after that, that's just about it. The book is great for two types of people. I will say this much. Uh, Kev, I, I know you've, been, you've played D&D over many, many years. Sandwich, I know you are, very, you are still very active uh, uh, playing Dungeons & Dragons right now. This book is not for either one of you, for sure. Oh. Oh. Um, I was hoping for a little bit more detail. What this does is it lightly touches on every little aspect surrounding Dungeons and Dragons. So you get a little bit of history of the game. You get a little bit of the psychology of why people like the game. Uh, you get a, a little demonstration of how the game works. You get the, uh, the, the way the imagination kind of goes behind the thinking, the planning of uh, D&D. You get kind of like the... It, 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 the book ended with um, how 5E was getting ready to start. So, I mean, the book came out in 2013. Um, oh. So it's, it's, not a, it's not a brandy new. But for someone like myself who... Uh, I feel like I, I know enough of D&D. Uh, uh -huh. Just to kind of like... If I had to explain it to somebody... I would say that. Um, but it... 
it sounds like D and D for dummies. You know what? That's really the best way to put it. Uh, I, I would only recommend this book for two types of people: um, somebody who's maybe trying to get like their significant other, uh, just to kind of explain the game to them. Because, like I said, it, it gives you like a bullet, a few bullet points on every single aspect surrounding the culture of the game. Or for someone who's very much into psychology and kind of gives you the thinking of um, the creativeness that goes into Dungeons and Dragons uh, and why people are attracted to it. Otherwise, I would not, not uh, recommend anybody picking up this book. Um, I mean, it was quick. I, I, it was, I bought it digitally, so I mean, I don't remember how many pages it is. Um, actually, it's 288 pages, uh, according to Amazon. But... Um, yeah, I feel like I could have learned more from some like a YouTube video uh, talking to me about the history of the game uh, than anything else, which was a little unfortunate. I was kind of hoping for something like a little bit more in depth about uh, uh, a little bit more Gary Gygax, a little bit of uh, Wizards of the Coast, a little bit more of Hasbro's role and everything like that. Like I, I really wanted more of along those lines of it, but I got like a little bit more. Um, but you know, you win some, you lose some. It's just one of those things. Um, and again, great title though. I will say that much. So uh, you know, someday we'll play D and D. Someday. 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 Dom, how's that? Uh, how's that? Uh, that digital game. The the. Are, are you still trying to put something together for us? We can. Well, you know, we we can discuss it post show and see how we want to okay. go forward with it. Okay, I can't wait for that. Um, I my only my only problem is that uh, my player's handbook. The only one that I have here is in Japanese. I think. Oh. How, the one I got from did, Japan, oh, you, oh, okay. I, think. I, like, I don't know. I might have my regular one here. I don't think that I do. I mean, it would suck to not have it, but they have it online somewhere where you could just look up like no, all the yeah, stuff you no, need. No, I know. I just, I'm, I'm a. The, the feeling of know, holding the book is definitely different than it, looking up you online. You got it. You understand me. There you go. Right. Boys, you I, get me, sandwich. <laughs> Anything else you boys want to talk about as we're starting to wrap things up here? Any any, any final words? Uh, any final HMI, notes? I, I started watching Lost. Why? Why? Uh, I just did, and I'm already lost. Kate so lives just... on this island. <laughs> I know. Okay. Um, uh, of all the things that we told you to watch, you decided on Lost. It was on Hulu, <laughs> and I was like, eh. People talked about it for a while. How about Escape from New York. That's on uh, Shutter, right? It's on Shutter for free, baby. If you it's use on, the code I think Shut it's in. on Prime, also. I think uh, it might be on Prime as well. Uh, yes, you should. But even if even if the the shutting code doesn't work, because uh, I, I don't know the status of that, uh, you can get seven days for free, and the movie is worth watching. All right, sure. Um, We're gonna right. get that. There you go. Uh, boys, let's wrap things up here yes. uh, for this week's episode. Uh, you can catch us each and every week over at GeekStuffTNG.com. It's GeekStuffTNG. Well, yes. I'm going to interrupt you because on the topic of GeekStuffTNG.com, uh, it should be noted that you may, if you go over there, you may see, you may not be able to see the site because it's currently under construction. Right, right. But fear not, because before you know it, a brand new Geek Stuff TNG Ooh. website will be with us. 
So, oh damn! And there will be a lot of features coming, especially for Patreon folks. They're going to have their own space as well, Oodle with Ollie. exclusive content and so on and so forth. So there Fantastic. you go. Fantastic. Well, right now you catch content over at Geeks of TNG on our Instagram, on our Facebook page. And on our Twitter account, uh, you can find me online as Monty's Mayhem, M-O-N-T-E-S-M-A-Y-H-E-M. I am on Twitter. I'm on the Instagrams, the Snapchat, and I am on the YouTube where uh, lately I've just been in the baseball card mode. So I've just been kind of posting some, uh, trying to get some baseball card videos posted to appease the Cracking sandwich uh, from criticizing me for not posting anything. Um, Big Kev. Uh, you can find me on the Xbox uh, network playing sort of still Red Dead Redemption online uh, as Big Kev GS. We've been we've been doing a lot more GTA uh, Five lately. Sandwich, we need you. There's a couple of things that uh, we need heavy guns for. So okay, gonna have to make some time for you to come back right. uh, with with characters like Cousin Dave and Mumbles. Uh, Playing with us online is a fun and exhilarating experience, as Sandwich will attest. Yes, it is fun. Other than that, you can find me at Post Karina. I mean, <laughs> BK Geek Stuff. Oh, everywhere cool. else. Done full circle. And do not forget to check out our Facebook page because I post a goddamn shitload of stuff on there. Hey, I posted a preview for that new Batman book by Jeff Lemire. I think uh-huh. it's called Killer Smile or some. It was amazing. So you should definitely go and uh, check Don't out the preview that. that I posted about that and a bunch of other things as well over at Facebook.com uh, backslash GeekStuffTNG, I think. So, yeah, check that Ooh. out as well. There you go. And Sandwich. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. And once I have the ability to turn on my Xbox and play it, uh, at Fat Dumbledore, F-A-T-D-O-M-B-L-E-D-O-R-E. I, it's just work's been fucking horrible, so I get home oh. and I sleep. That's okay. You got to pay off Reggie because Reggie's important. So yes, this is true. Uh, and with that big, Kev, that still doesn't. We're doing the Doomsday Heist sandwich. We're on like part three. Oh, so oh, okay. You know, just saying, we need you, sir. I don't know. What All right. With that big uh, and 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 no, we're no, we're no. working okay. up to second round of um, uh, casino heist as well. So oh, nice. So yeah, just saying. Sandwich cool. is an excellent player. I mean, I know I bust Sandwich's balls all the time, but uh, you know, not for nothing. Sandwich is in. It was born in that era where they kind of got like <laughs> we were the raised video on that game shit. gene. <laughs> you know where they're kind of able to ju- like sandwich with all due respect sometimes has trouble tying his shoes but he can play gta like a motherfucker Sam- i mean that's not even an exaggeration i, I have been playing video games since literally the beginning i used to play the elmo game on the n64 so <laughs> oh please let's not. so there you go so there For you my go. beginning and then and then you know when when the when 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 older gentlemen are playing uh, and by that I mean cousin Dave and Mumbles, um, you know, and they're like, God, we can't do this. We need sandwich in here. Will somebody please text them and find out if he can come on because we're never going to be able to do this without them. I swear to God, that's an actual quote from cousin Dave. I swear. <laughs> there you go. So. Sandwich, out of curiosity, what was the, um, what's your earliest recollection 
of a, a really big hit brand new video game that was like all the rage. Do you recall? Uh, uh, for me, like the biggest all the rage game. Yep, that was a brand new, uh, brand new game. Mario sixty four. That's a dope allow it it is what it is you allow it all right i know mario 64 is big because even my dad was playing it my dad like never plays video games all right well, there you go just I was just curious like i said um and with that big kev for nick it was pong no dude arknoid i was all about arknoid when that dropped <laughs> i was thrilled with that uh mr mayhem and the sandwich we will bring this episode of geek stuff tng episode 590, the one we're calling R.I.P. Larry, uh, which I still don't know the appropriateness of that title, but okay. that's what we're calling it nonetheless. And we will end this program the way we end some shows by saying, Good night, Larry. Wherever you are, we know where he is. He's in this scrap heap. He's actually. <laughs> He's in my driveway still. And on that note, we cue the music. My car is up. She's dead, but that's your